a listener production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda. Morning. Thanks for your company. I'm Talissa Bazaz, filling in for Natasha Belling. Let's check what's making headlines this Thursday, the 7th of April. We start with breaking news. A large stretch of New South Wales is on high alert for torrential rain, flash flooding and landslides this morning. An intense weather system is making its way over Sydney and the south coast, with warnings up to 250 mils of rain could fall in some areas today. Here is Jenny Sturrock from the Weather Bureau. With the sodden grounds, we are expecting the, that risk of flash flooding and also the trees as well are also at exceptional heightened risk of uh, falling over in these conditions. As the unofficial election campaign heats up, the Prime Minister has been put to the pub test while visiting a tavern in the New South Wales Hunter region. Scott Morrison was accosted by one feisty punter who blasted the PM over cost of living and pension issues and a broken promise for the Federal Integrity Commission. This is what you said when we got elected last night. We've got to help all those people that worked all their lives, paid their taxes, and those that have a go will get a go. Well, I've had a go, mate. I've worked all my life. Mr Morrison wasn't the only one at the receiving end of some heat yesterday with a man interrupting opposition leader Anthony Albanese's press conference in Perth. It comes as the PM denies he'll announce the federal election date today, hosing down speculation May 21 will be the day Australia decides. There's an election coming up very, very soon. And at that election, Australians will be able to make a choice. And there's plenty of time for them to make that choice and look carefully at what the alternatives are. Overseas now and the US and its European allies have again moved to tighten sanctions on Russia over the atrocities in Ukraine. The US will target major banks and elites, including Vladimir Putin's own adult children, while the EU sanctions include import bans on coal. US President Joe Biden claims Putin is conducting war crimes and says allied nations need to further increase Russia's economic isolation. Civilians executed in cold blood. Bodies dumped into mass graves, a sense of brutality and inhumanity left for all the world to see unapologetically. Responsible nations have to come together to hold these perpetrators accountable. And together with our allies and our partners, we're going to keep raising the economic cost and ratchet up the pain for Putin. It comes as Russia's military has begun to shift its focus to eastern Ukraine with thousands of civilians attempting to flee Luhansk and Donetsk. Meantime, NATO foreign ministers will meet in Brussels today to discuss the situation. Australian Foreign Minister Maurice Payne will attend the meeting. While opposition leader Anthony Albanese is calling for Russian diplomats to be expelled from Australia. And tragic news out of Western Australia as police investigate the death of a one-month-old baby. Officers were called to a home south of Perth yesterday to find the baby unconscious. The baby later died in hospital. It's not clear at this stage how the baby came to be unconscious. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground, starting in New South Wales, where exhausted and frustrated health workers are walking off the job today. Around 40,000 staff are expected to strike to demand better pay. Our Sydney reporter, Michaela Savage, has the details. Yeah, look, today's action doesn't just include nurses and ambos. Cleaning staff, admin workers, security and hospital catering staff are among those participating in today's strike. 
It's hoped the mass industrial action will make the government listen to their cries for help. The Health Services Union is calling for a 5.5% pay increase to account for the impact of the pandemic and the surging cost of living. But at the moment, that does look pretty unlikely. HSU State Secretary Gerard Hayes says it's the least the government can do. The morale within the health setting is non-existent. And for the governments to say that if you do get an increase, it will be at least 1% less than where the CPI is. It's hardly saying thanks very much for your service. He says workers are sick to the back teeth of being called heroes and they need meaningful action on pay. And to Victoria, where the state government has passed another extension to the state's pandemic declaration. The special public health orders will be in place for another three months, from April 12 to the middle of July, with the Andrews government saying COVID is still posing a serious health risk to the public, largely because of Omicron. Here's our Melbourne reporter, James Lake. It's not popular for starters to listen the special pandemic legislation replaced the state of emergency three months ago and it gives the government power to make decisions deemed to be in the interest of public safety but without very much transparency. Things are a lot more relaxed, of course, than they were a year ago but Victoria's COVID rules still ban unvaccinated people from visiting hospitality and entertainment venues. They also still mandate seven days isolation for anyone who lives with a confirmed COVID case. Now for the latest in business and finance, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. The Star Entertainment Group is currently facing an inquiry to determine their suitability to hold a casino licence and the latest news might not be good for its share price. That's right, Felissa. The New South Wales inquiry heard that Star's outgoing CEO, Matt Beckier, was told by his legal officer that a Chinese high roller patronising the Sydney casino was reportedly under investigation by the the federal police for money laundering, but the CEO allowed the person to gamble anyway. This is the kind of info that saw Crown Resorts majority shareholder James Packer have to find a new majority owner for the business and the share price fell until that happened. And a cryptocurrency app issued by the CBA, which will be offered to local retail investors is on the way, but it's meeting obstacles, Peter. Yeah, the app which will allow you to buy and hold and use cryptocurrencies has met regulatory hurdles from the Australian Securities and Investment Commission over the product disclosure statement, the target market for the product and consumer protection. If the CBA gets ASIC approval, it will make it easier for cryptocurrencies to gain wider acceptance and the price of these digital currencies would go up. And this is an interesting one. The federal court has forced convenience store company 7-Eleven to pay almost $100 million to its franchisees for being misleading about the profitability of its stores. Yes, Talissa, and it looks like a record payment to me. The court case dates back to 2018 when the franchisees claimed 7-Eleven did not give them accurate records on the labour costs of running a franchise. Not long after these revelations, the company had to pay $173 million back to unpaid workers. This looks like a record for the franchise industry. Very interesting. Thank you, Peter. Cheers. Time for sport now with Brett Thomas and Brett. Long-suffering Formula One fans finally get to see an Australian Grand Prix this weekend. So how does Daniel Ricciardo rate his chance of winning? 
Yes, good morning, Talissa. We haven't seen a Grand Prix to Albert Park since 2019, so three long years have gone by, all, of course, due to the pandemic. No longer opening the season. This is the third race on the calendar. McLaren off to a poor start. They are third last in the Constructors' Championship, so uh, Daniel Ricciardo not going so well in his car at the moment. That means he is realistic that uh, a podium finish is unlikely. He instead would like to claim points for the first time in the season, which means finishing in the top 10, but he knows that may not be enough to keep the fans satisfied. I mean, realistically, the only thing that's probably going to make everyone happy is a podium. So, like, that's that's an old love. But it is just great to have racing back at uh, at Albert Park. Certainly is. And the footage has gone everywhere of this. The NRL is set to hand down punishments now to a Broncos duo caught up in a drunken bust-up. Yeah, now this hasn't uh, been made official by the NRL yet, but certainly widespread reports out there that the NRL Integrity Unit will hand down punishment to Payne Haas and Albert Kelly. The Broncos pair caught in that dust-up that you mentioned. Payne insists he wasn't drinking. Uh, Albert Kelly uh, reportedly was the instigator of this. Well, it looks like they'll cop either one to two-week suspensions. Now, Payne Haas has been named to face the Roosters tomorrow night. He is their best player, their star prop. So when uh, this verdict is handed down, we'll probably decide when whether or not he actually plays at the Roosters. Uh, now, round five kicks off tonight. We've got Manly up against Newcastle. A boost for the Seagulls. Daily Cherry Evans confirming the worst-kept secret in rugby league at the <laughs> moment that he has signed a two-year extension. The Seagulls skipper says his motivation remains as high as ever. You know, I'm playing because I want to keep competing and ultimately I love waking up on game day and and, and going out there and running out with the Seagulls. Now, Tolotel Kola uh, was named at fullback to replace Tommy Turbo, but now there's been another late change. Kola has his own injury uh, niggles, and so Ruben Garrick is uh, the man in the number one for the Seagulls. Tyson Frizzell has been named in the Knights' side despite uh, some hamstring tightness during the week. So at this stage, Newcastle is unchanged. And Brett, looking at the AFL, Port Adelaide desperately need a win over Melbourne tonight to relieve some of that pressure on their coach. Yeah, absolutely. They're staring down the barrel of an 0-4 start to the season when they had so many uh, hopes for this year. They made the prelim final last year, albeit they were uh, thrashed. But uh, yeah, Ken Hinckley desperately needs a win and it's not going to be easy. Melbourne are the reigning premiers. Triple M's uh, Wayne Carey will still back Port to make the finals even if they lose tonight. I think Port Adelaide are a team that can string seven or eight wins on the trot. So they might be 0-4, but they will get on a roll at some stage. Therefore, I still think Port Adelaide will play finals footy this year. And just quickly, Jeff Kennett has broken his silence on Cyril Rioli's racism allegations. The Hawthorne president says the club is taking those seriously. They will look into them, but uh, wouldn't reveal what his immediate future looks like. There are calls for him to stand down right now. He is due to leave at the end of December. Thanks, Brett. Speak tomorrow. Thanks, Lisa. And we've heard of a sea change, maybe even a tree change. But what about a snow change? Several jobs have opened up at the world's most remote post office in Antarctica. A British charity is in need of a team to run the Port Lockroy base, but it comes with a couple of catches. There's no running water and duties include a daily penguin count. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also find the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the listener app for free. I'm Talissa Bazaz. Thanks for your company. Stay safe and we'll see you tomorrow. Listener.